Hey everyone, how are you? Uh, this is the Digital Loop, Season 1, Episode 5. This week, after having talked about uh, how brands are becoming media, we're going to do a little bit into it and talk about crowdsourcing this week. So, hi, Ivan. Hi, Paul. How are you? Thank you for being here. Thank you. So, we were talking before the show about uh, how what crowdsourcing is. There's many, many definitions, like all these buzzwords. So, maybe you can, you had a great definition before the show. Can you tell us what it is? Uh, pretty much a simple way of looking at this is when you know you outsource a task or a project that traditionally will have been uh, done by one person or a specific team uh, to a large group of people, and basically this gives a, a huge opportunities to have you know all the input from a lot, a lot of different people. And when we talk a lot of people, we talk a lot of people. You know, we yeah, are I mean, talking about. The example of Wikipedia is a very good one. I mean, a lot of people think about Wikipedia when they think crowdsourcing. Like, oh, this is there's not one person actually writes all the content. It's like everybody writes the content. I mean, not exactly like that because they're editors and stuff. But this is the idea, right? Yeah, basically that's what it is. And if you think about also uh, uh, Linux, Linux, this is this operating system that is actually is being developed by hundreds of thousands of people around the world. So crowdsourcing is a really, really, really powerful uh, tool if you think about it. So uh, we were talking, and you mentioned that video of Johnny Cash. So even though I really know Johnny Cash, I actually was not aware of that that uh, crowdsourced idea. Actually, and this is one of the I like the example because it shows how fans. Because we keep talking about fans, but we talk in this show about digital marketing. How fans are actually acting up for um, doing something special for their, their 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 passion. So can you tell us a bit about that one? Yeah, the Johnny Cash project is a beautiful, beautiful video created by over 250,000 people in uh, 172 countries. Uh, basically, when Johnny Cash died, um, somebody came up with the idea of uh, recording the video of one of his songs, uh, probably his last video. Uh, and basically, what they ask is that everybody went to a specific website and each individual could draw a frame of the video. So basically, you have over 250,000 people drawing, you know, small frames that actually later on somebody put together, and then you can watch, you know, the four-minute, five-minute video, the entire song with the video created by 250,000 people. Was it was it a totally what is it a totally fan-driven project, or was there some Johnny Cash Foundation behind it or something? I'm not sure. I think it was Google actually behind it. I'm not sure. I I I, I will need to check that out. But uh, hey, no worries. Uh, uh, but, the reason I'm asking is that, of course, now we're going to move on to brands, and of course, you know, these I, like Wikipedia people are sharing knowledge because they want to share knowledge. I mean, there's a kind of a, there's a very good book about about that wiki economics and the wisdom of the crowds. There's a lot of, of good books that have been written in the past few years about these dynamics. But when we talk now about brands, about it's it's a bit difficult. So obviously, some brands are very well known, so it's very easy to have like already a set of communities. Some brands are not as well known, so. Uh, we could take the example of, uh, uh, for instance, Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola has done uh, some uh, crowdsourcing um, initiatives. For instance, they do uh, campaigns where they would actually ask their customers or consumers or fans to actually come up with ideas of, of campaigns. Uh, so, what do you do? You think this type of this type of initiatives is something that a lot of brands can replicate? Is it easy to actually just ask, like, oh, can you make us a video like the one for Johnny Cash? Well, I think it depends. I mean, there is a, the, the the fact that when you have 
uh, a well-established brand or when you have a solid community, maybe it's not about the brand, but it's about the community, that you have people engage with your brand, with your product, with your services, then is when you can start interacting and you can start asking them to bring ideas in. Like I say, I think that this is a very powerful concept that in order to work, you need to have everybody, everybody involved and committed. So that could be probably the biggest barrier that uh, uh, you know I, I, I you know have a couple of meetings once you know uh, with a client that they are like oh let's crowdsourcing you know this is the very uh, very great thing let's let's make an app on Facebook and ask people to send pictures yeah or like okay you know how many people are you having engaging in Facebook you know oh well we have not that many but you know just make the app you know just like. No, you know, you need to go before, before you start talking again technicalities, you need to go deeper first, build the relationships, get the crowds for your crowdsourcing project going. Yeah, exactly. And then you can go. I, I love what you said, having the crowd for the crowdsourcing, because again, so for, I think uh, with Coca-Cola, for instance, they, there, there were two projects I was aware of, and I'm sure they do a lot of the others, they were going to, they, they asked people to actually uh, help them on a marketing campaign, it was one that was done, I think, in Asia. And uh, you know they did. They did. Then uh, the quality of the submissions are very good, but then people are already very, very engaged with the quality. The other initiatives, I think, was they were think rethinking the logo. And uh, I will, I will find uh, the links and, and share it after the show on the uh, on the post and all the the, the channels. But the, this is a very well established community. So of course, the there's a, the leverage of the community or the crowd, as you say, is much is much easier. Uh, now, when you're a smaller brand, it's obviously tougher and how are, and this is maybe because I've seen this buzzword of crowdsourcing now being more and more used, how are agencies reacting? Do you know of any agencies that are actually are dealing with that? Because the agencies generally do not build the community, while the agency build the campaign itself. So do you know of any good agencies that are doing uh, good stuff on crowdsourcing? Yeah, actually, uh, I have two examples. One of them is a, a, an agency from the United States called Victors and Spoils. Uh, this is a, a great, great agency that has been very successful uh, lately. And basically, the concept that they have is that instead of having, you know, one creative director coming up with all the ideas, basically, you know, they give you access to thousand creative directors. You know, so basically, what they do is they uh, focus on uh, um, finding what are the best ideas and then, you know, curating them. And then that's the idea that they present to the to the client. You know. So, so that they are very, very successful with that. Um, another example is a company that actually I was uh, 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 an advisor for them here in Poland called uh, Million You. Uh, this is a company that actually started to create kind of like contests that you know they will go to corporate corporations. Corporations will need some communication project uh, or communications campaign, and instead of acting as a normal advertising agency. They will contact. They have developed a huge, huge, huge community of artists and creative people, designers, etc. That basically all of them come together and they make a contest. And the winner of the contest gets a prize. And basically, that's the campaign that the, that the, the corporate client uh, gets at the end. It's a really cool example. Really, really cool. So in, in these in these examples, basically, then the uh, the the campaign itself usually. I mean, the crowdsource is limited to the campaign. I mean, uh, I'm not saying that's always the case, but usually it will be like like the example I said about Coca-Cola before is like a campaign with crowdsource or a Budweiser. The same thing. I think we did like some competition between 12 beers uh, to that were like smaller, but like more uh, 
smaller beers and they, they were trying and they were attempting to actually create to create a, a new brand a new type of beers and they actually asked the public to choose between 12 I think this is how it went so this is both like of course again maybe Budweiser fans are very active this is a way to actually also test the market uh, but again these are sometimes a bit limited uh, one of the other ways that actually uh, brands are using crowdsourcing, and you mentioned artists, and this is why it triggers me. So I know, for instance, Toyota is uh, doing, uh, is actually using, um, is doing an art contest uh, for for kids, where kids can draw uh, um, and 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 send back their IDs to, to to Toyota. But again, this is not, this is. Basically, this is like CSR, it's corporate social responsibility. Responsibility. I mean, you have a lot of kids. Giving you back, the, uh, giving back drawings. There's a competition at the end. It's, it looks very good on your brand because you actually are doing something nice. You know, like again, this is why I mentioned CSR. It's giving. It's it's, it's, it's social, uh, but it, it it doesn't evolve the product itself. It doesn't change the car like Toyota car. I mean, none of them we're aware of. Other another idea would be, for instance, um, uh, General Electric. Was running campaigns that are actually a bit more interesting because they're actually asking the public, "How can we do like? How can we better save energy?" It doesn't mean that their their bulbs, for instance, will change, but they actually also trying to get the ideas of the crowds to actually make uh, uh, um, to have better ideas for, for for a smarter planet. I'm sorry, yeah. to the IBM the IBM the, the IBM uh, slogan. But what I'm trying to say here is that I've seen a lot of brands trying to get okay. Let's say. We have a community, or we try to create one. We have some crowds, so let's crowdsource. But not, you know what? Let's not touch our inner core. Let's have satellite projects that make us look good. And I'm, I'm, I know I'm a bit sarcastic when I say that because I know CSR is not only about making brands look good, but there is a little element of okay, we have this crowd. Let's let's you know play with it. They will like it. They will like us back. The idea will be great. People will say, oh, you see, we're doing great initiatives about the environment or something. Uh, so yeah, I mean, yeah, go ahead. Well, well, basically, what I wanted to say is that uh, probably there is a lot of companies that see this just like you say, just a, a corporate social responsibility as just a part of PR or something like this. But actually, there is a lot of big examples uh, of companies that are actually implementing those ideas that are really coming from the crowd. I mean, probably the most well-known project is the Starbucks, the, the My Starbucks. Uh, I guess my, called my, my, Starbucks, my Starbucks ID. Yeah, my Starbucks. My, my, my Starbucks idea, which basically they have over one hundred thousand ideas already registered, and actually they are going through all these ideas, and some of them are, are being implemented. I mean, I have here a couple of lists of some of the stuff that is being done. Uh, uh, corporate logo cards in in somewhere, or, or free drinks we purchase of reusable, or sugar-free syrups, skinny mochas. You know, these are all ideas that people. Uh, from the crowd, you know, they they brought them, and and people in Starbucks went. Hey, actually, that's a good idea. Let's let's do it. Let's implement it. And this is how they are starting to bring new products and new benefits to the crowd. So uh, they are doing that. Also, Dell. Dell yeah, is doing Dell. Well, uh, what's the name? Uh, ID Storm. It's doing yep. the same thing. They ask the public, oh, you know, my who is so great if my computer had like a handle or something, right? And people actually voting. There's a, like a leaderboard, and people are voting for ID. Similar, similar idea that at Starbucks. But do you think is, I mean, in Starbucks, for instance, do you see examples are actually being implemented? Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I mean, there is a lot of a lot of uh, products that are new products, new ideas, new drinks, new new possibilities that are being brought because somebody somebody mentioned it and somebody came up with this idea, and it was somebody outside from Starbucks. 
And in a way, this brings together the fact that there is a very strong community, that the people that love Starbucks love Starbucks. And the moment that you tell them, hey, you want to share your ideas with us, they're going to go crazy and they're going to go for it. So probably the message that we want to bring is that crowdsourcing is very powerful, but you really need to focus on building a very close, uh, 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 united community that really cares about you. Yeah. So when you ask for help, they will be more than willing to help you. They will do it with pleasure. Yeah, that's why talking about. So I was at the conference I mentioned already last week with Social Media World Forum here in London, um, and there was uh, this guy Marcus Mora for from Migro. Migro is one of the biggest retailer in in Switzerland where where I was born. So I'm very close to that brand. And uh, so Migro itself not only is well known, but Migro has several several products, and especially for iced tea. Iced tea is, is a product people are really fans. So talking about community, because I think you're very right. Community is there. And actually, I wasn't aware because I left Switzerland several years ago. I was aware that Migro launched something called Migipedia. Uh, the name actually, you know, it plays on Wikipedia. Migipedia, we actually, they, not only, because we see a lot of passive crowdsourcing. Passive crowdsourcing is actually saying, okay, here's the stuff we have. Let's listen to the public and let's adapt our product. And then active crowdsourcing is a bit like um, a Starbucks, is a bit like uh, Dell. It's actually saying, okay, not only, not only you will listen to what you're saying, but you will let you actually tell us what we should do. And they came up with pretty good ideas. Actually, Migros is, I, what I was really impressed is that they went even beyond actually just saying, oh, can we, what kind of new blend we can do? They actually let people really create new products. Uh, for instance, I have one in my hands. Uh, there was, it's a toothpaste, and it's toothpaste based on mojito. Of course, there's no alcohol because that would be forbidden. But there's, there's mojito in it. So again, it, it's fun. It was a success. Obviously, uh, there was another example with, with Coke and vanilla, uh, with actually Miguel had to go back to, to Coke to alter the, the way Coca-Cola agreed and actually was a massive success. What I'm trying to say here, they, they created these old, also similar like uh, my, uh, Starbucks and, and uh, Dell. They created this, this, really this platform where people can vote an idea. There's, and there's several ways. You know, actually you can say, okay, I'm a product manager. And I have these three products in front of me. So instead of doing blind testing, instead of doing focus group, we're just going to put them on a platform and see which one actually plays out. And the other way around is actually say, say whatever you dis the pu the public talks between uh, between themselves, and oh, we pick up an idea. What is actually very important in all these three examples that we mentioned, and Migo is one that actually I've, I've seen that it works, is that you need to have the whole uh, supply chain in place to actually leverage these ideas from the public. It's, it's one thing to say, oh, we want a mojito, you know, um, toothpaste, or we want a new blend of, uh, yeah, I don't know, marmalade. But then again, then you have to create the whole thing. At first, to be sure that it's actually realistic, you, can, you, can, uh, you can't do it. And also, you have to have the product manager that is actually buy-in. So remember what we said in other shows. We said, oh, you need to buy-in. You need, you need to have the old company set up for it. I think crowdsourcing is a similar idea. Like you said before, having an app, just asking IDs because it's fun, actually won't make any impact if you don't have not only the community on one side to actually give you IDs, but if you are not ready as a company to say, okay, we have this ID, everybody loves it, so we really have to implement it. You need to get everybody on board, and you need to have you know support all the way from the top because this will be a it will, it will suck. You know, we have great ideas, we have the crowd, we have everything, but you know the president doesn't care and he wants to keep doing the same thing, the same way they've been things happening. So yes, this is very important. You need to get everybody on board at all levels of the organization, and if you do that, crowdsourcing could be a really, really powerful tool. So maybe we can we can we can close that. We're saying that 
the first thing you need, you, you need a community. So we remember we, we were talking about how community is important. Community matters a lot here. Crowdsourcing without a community is actually almost useless. You, right? <laughs> Crowdsourcing without a crowd is just sourcing. <laughs> exactly. So this is the first thing. And so we were talking about crowdsourcing is basically the next step after listening. We were talking about monitoring, listening, engaging with the community. It's actually just putting all these things together, listening, what are the IDs people are putting on, um, monitoring these IDs, seeing where the product should go, and actually asking the public back, asking this community, these fans, super fans, whatever you want to call them, asking them back to actually being part of the product, like Lego did with Mindstorm a few years ago as well, where they actually these brand ambassadors, that you just scale it. You say, okay, this is a platform, go go away, go 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 away and just uh, uh, give us IDs. I, I think this is this is when you can take it to the to the next level. You know, when when you are asking for ideas, that's great. When when you are taking those ideas into consideration, that's fantastic. But when actually you are implementing them, and actually your fans are having an impact on the products that are coming from you, that's when you know that you are really, really, you know, bringing crowdsourcing uh, to the highest level. The example of LEGO is fantastic. You know, they bring, you know, huge, 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 huge LEGO fans in. They, they comment, they test the products, and many of the new products that come out, they are not developed by, you know, some guy in Denmark, but by actually by a group of hardcore fans that they bring these ideas, and that's how these ideas come out. Okay, we're going to wrap it up. So community, we said, and having, you know, reshape. I mean, I think there's a thing that we're seeing every week. The company, your brand, has to be shaped around it. It doesn't matter if you listen, but you don't react to it. It doesn't matter if you actually ask people to give you ideas if you don't react to it. So you, it's not only doing something on front. It's actually changing all your uh, setup to actually adapt for it. So uh, since we promised ourselves not to... <laughs> Two more than 15 minutes, and we're just running a little bit again over time. Uh, uh, we're going to wrap this up, and I'm going to see you next week. It's going to be a show that is a bit different, right? Because we're both going to be uh, traveling, so I hope it's going to work, right? Hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> okay, thank you, Ivan. We had a great time. Uh, thank you, guys, and uh, see you next week. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Cheers.